All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Gill, a very tired host today. I'm sorry to say I just like rolled off work right before this where... <laughs> my brain has been functioning at a higher level than sleeping. So hmm. never a good thing. So got Lonnie, St. Louis kiss. What's up? Um, Mark's almighty Mark. Greetings. Who I've just been insulting as uh, being in Canada and not being worthy of my postal skills. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and of course the voice of reason 69th blizzard. Hello. And what I was just teasing Mark about was, uh, this arrived in the post this year, this year, uh, it's a de- this week, and it is, a, of course, the Kiss in Japan, mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden, 40 pages of color photos. There are some black and white, actually, because, as always, there are some good legacy photos included in here. Alan looks back at some of the shows that I think he attended during this final run, including the two Madison Square Garden shows. So uh, you can find him on I don't have his link immediately available, so I'm just waffling now. You find him on Facebook, you find him on the KISS FAQ, and you can order that. It's very much worth the price, and I think I got three copies for a very good price, including postage, and they arrived super fast, so well done, Alan. Um, what else new this week? Anyone Has anyone bought anything new, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> No, not this week. I did not buy anything this week. So, what is that thing on your book shelter? I haven't seen that. I was, I've been away one week. What's that thing with Gene and Peter and that? They're well, on that's your, the, over your shoulder. Yeah, that's the scarf uh, from the. I showed it last week. If you would have, yeah, I would have watched the episode. You like, didn't watch the show either. Jeez. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's the scarf that they had. Um, so, that's half of the scarf that you're seeing um, that they had on the New York, you know sales or the pop-up the pop-up, the pop-up store was that, selling those and they went like hot cakes so when they showed yeah. in the kiss online store i was actually thrilled and didn't bother ordering it so <laughs> it's it's nice it's nice heavyweight scarf and uh that's the one thing i bought from the kiss online store when they put it up there nice yeah, but it only works for kiss fans who have necks because otherwise there's nothing to keep warm with a scarf. All right, I got to own up to a mistake. We finished round two of the death matches last week, and I was doing just a data validation before we go into round three. I noticed that I clearly put one song into the wrong container, so it had two goes and two songs. It, It was, of course, Parasite, which the first time I think went up against Jungle, and beat Jungle. Mm-hmm. For the second mm-hmm. time, Parasite got uh, uh, pulled out of the hat. It went up against I Want You. And we hummed and hawed about how shameful it was to be knocking I Want You out so early in this um, game. So what I've done is we put Jungle up against I Want You to correct mm-hmm. the universe and also to keep the numbers even. And everyone unanimously voted for Jungle. I, I no. mean, I no. want you. I want you as unanimous. So that yeah. one, I, I still need to print out a, a slip to replace the one I've already thrown in the bin. Um, but yeah, exactly. Thank you, 
Julian you know Maths, as always. Actually, it's more Julian Aim, because uh, clearly I hit the wrong bucket. <laughs> the wrong basket. Yeah, wrong basket. So, yeah, the fix is in, clearly. Yeah, just uh, hanging chads and Julian Maths. <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, just uh, gonna win. I say it now. All right. So that's it. Other late breaking news today. And the source has, well, the source is questionable, to be perfectly honest. They have gotten some things right. They have gotten some things extremely wrong, um, which is par for the course when you want to be, uh, well, posting the latest, greatest news. Sometimes uh, it may not be completely accurate. This happened twice this week so far. Um, the latest news is, of course, Kiss going out on an acoustic tour in 24-25 unmasked. Um, Lonnie, <laughs> your lips are tightly pursed. What's your response to that? My response to that is Paul must have gotten his car washed this week. Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It here. It, does it seem crazy that something like that would happen? Yes. Would I be shocked if that happened? No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they. Gene did say very clearly in interviews leading up to it, "This is the last show we'll ever do in makeup." And yeah. he, he was. In he makeup. was. He was direct to say this is the last show we'll, that the band will ever do in makeup. <laughs> so would it shock the hell out of me? Absolutely not. I mean, I thought I saw him for the last time 23, almost 24 years ago. So could it happen? You know, I, I, I think, you know, their, their point of view may be, you know, well, while, while we can do it, let's go do it. And would it? Would they play arenas? No, absolutely not. They'll they no. play smaller they'll, they'll venues. They'll play MTV Unplugged over the PA and mime it. Right. They'll they'll play <laughs> smaller venues. They would play smaller venues, and Kiss fans would shell out the money to go. I think so. We'll see what happens. I think Kiss fans would shell out the money to do the meet and greets and to buy the instruments. Oh sure, so, there, and there's that aspect as well. It's per- that's that's exactly probably right. one of the most appealing aspects oh, to them, and also to a certain. Uh-huh. Um, percentage of the fans okay mark oh you want me to give you give oh, yeah, me oh, your oh, opinion oh, yeah please please sure. do please do mark um i don't know I, uh, paul paul strikes me as one of those guys that you know he just finished doing a major world tour in like gigantic arenas and stadiums you honestly think he's going to want to go and play little theaters now and close after that i mean I, I i i kind of feel that he's one of these egotists that wouldn't want to do that you know, but you know, you never know. Maybe something happened in between now and the, you know the end of the show in New York. You know, maybe he's getting a new divorce or something, and maybe he's gotten robbed half his money again. <laughs> so maybe he has to go out for another tour again. Because <laughs> wow. you know? I mean, you know, when when that happens to Paul, he finds all kinds of reasons to go out and play again. So, but. I haven't heard anything like that, and and I will quote a a, a devoted user of the message board here, uh, Mister Den Dennis, who said, "Smells like bullshit," and I agree with him that this that this tour will happen. There well, you go. Maybe the maybe the uh, buffets at casinos are really good. You never know. <laughs> maybe they're just jonesing for catering. Maybe. Ken, what do you think? <laughs> it's. 
you know, they said it's the, it was the last tour, last final tour ever. So how can they do another tour if that was the final tour? Because they already did a farewell tour 23 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got a we, all, we all have sucker tattoos on have our a, foreheads. You do have a point. Um, and the other the other thing is, you know, yeah. Um, how are they going to fix Paul's voice in this situation doing acoustic stuff? Uh uh, they're going to use convention tapes, you know, from or un- unplugged uh, to in order to get through that. Now, I, I just don't, I really do not see that happening. Um, again, they may fool us, uh, <clears throat> but I, I just don't see that really happening. I mean, yeah, he's done the, they do the unplugged or the, you know, the sound check stuff before the shows and yes, some of it seems to work, but I don't know if if it can go on to a tour or whatever, uh, doing that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think his voice would hold up very long at all past a couple of songs. Now, Ken, there is even at that it's rough. There is someone on the board here. A member so cruel says, does the vocal smoothing pedal work with acoustic also? So maybe he has technology <laughs> that could help with the acoustic part. Yeah, well, the I don't know. It's AI AI vocals, I guess you could call it. Uh, I, I I don't know. It just doesn't seem right, and it doesn't seem that they would call it a tour um, if they did it. You know. Okay, know. would would you go, Ken? Ken, if they said they, they oh, yeah, were I go. going to to you know, <laughs> would I go? Yeah, Rancheria. I, I want to hear the uh, deeper cuts. Hopefully, if that happened, and especially <laughs> the Gene, the oh, Gene deeper Ken. cuts. But we're going to have oh. the maybe the Gene Simmons thing. But. Recreating MTV unplugged, literally right. and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd go. Yes, yeah, sure, I'd probably go. Um, it's just the way it is, I guess. So, yeah, Lonnie, would you? Of course, I'd go. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, and that's why they would do it because, of course, I. People guess. are going to pay for it. We're idiots. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Oh look, shiny shit! Take my money. <laughs> I don't believe you guys. You know. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Of course I'd go. Come on. I do a I would I would not go. Of course okay? I'd go. I the only way I would go to this is if they got, you know, Crown Lance to open the acoustic tour. Mm. You know, if if they were opening then of I'd course. go. But other than that, I'd forget it. You know, what for? What deep cuts, Ken? Come on. Ken, you know I love you like a brother, but you know, you honestly think they're going to do any sort of deep cuts on an acoustic tour? They can hardly get through the the classics. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um who knows? I I, I I never say never. At this point I I'm just kind of ch- chuckling or chortling over this whole thing. <laughs> um after spending a shit ton of money to go to New York to, for those two shows, um to see the drama still going on about the fucking golden tickets and mm. I I just don't think I know this is Kiss. Mm-hmm. But I really don't think that they would be letting that sort of rumor out this soon. I mean, corpse is still kind of warm. You can have this a little out. early. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a little bit too soon. You know what? It is kiss. Anything's possible. Would it be in good taste? Yeah, I don't think so. 
um, mainly because I think vocally there's only so many excuses that can be made for how bad it really got at some parts of this last tour. And I, I will say that Paul did a better job during sound checks doing the songs that he was doing yeah. and often what it sounded like during the shows. I'm not going to fucking snow job people anymore and, you know, try and pretend that it wasn't what it was because it wasn't what it should have been and it couldn't be. So I accept it for what it is because I still wanted more. Does that make any sense? Probably yes. not. But you know what you know what I mean. It made perfect sense, actually. Yeah, so we are kiss zombies and we can't stop, but I, I think it would be a big mistake. Now Gene, on the other hand, is now announced to be going to Brazil with his solo band. Mm-hmm. And it it is not uh, Zach Throne who was mentioned and then unmentioned himself. So, but I don't think it matters who is in the band with him. Um, I know Eric and Bruce were not mentioned, but I mean, again, people want to hear Gene Simmons sing Gene songs, not whomever else is backing him up. Do anything other than back him up and keep singing the correct lyrics when Gene takes a left turn at Albuquerque. Um, you know, have have the dudes back and have remind him that he wrote some pretty badass songs like Charisma, She's So European, uh, Hot and Cold, and a whole bunch of other ones that fans would love to hear that don't necessarily have to do unto his voice what Paul did unto his. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken, yeah. Ken, do you get excited about Gene? Come on, you're the Gene guy. Of here. course I do. Of course I do. I, I'm, I'm hoping he, you know, goes, hits the major cities, um, gets, you know, does a little tour. <laughs> uh, his Gene Simmons band. So I'm, I'm hoping for it. I mean, I'll, I, you know, if it's not in Northern California, if it's Southern California, I'll, I'll probably go down there. Um, so yeah, I. I I'd look forward to something like that. I, I, you know, I missed the Gene Simmons band the first go around. We were going to, you and I, Julian, we're going to go to that Riverside one and that mm-hmm. had, uh, were, was canceled, unfortunately. So uh, I still have yet to see that Gene Simmons band. So yeah, there were, there were two shows down south that we were that were on the, the schedule. I've still got my stubs from those. And again, I did right. Edmondson. I think for this, this go around, in 2024, Paul Stanley has had one live kiss, which is absolutely fantastic uh, as a release and oh, yeah, to be done on vinyl. I think Gene Simmons needs to have Gene Simmons band, the video, and a double <clears throat> Blood Red LP uh, as well. It, he needs to record, do a couple of nights in a theater, uh, ship in all the usual suspects for you know eye candy at, at the front uh, front row, and you know record <laughs> those shows. Hmm? That happened at one live kiss. I yeah, stood in line. Mm-hmm. I stood in line since I got in line at noon that day, and um, was leaning up against the barricade. And Paul's getting ready to come on. They cherry pick girls out of the audience to stand in between the barricade. And of course, it was great. <laughs> what red blooded American man wouldn't? <laughs> you know, when you need inspiration from the stage, do you want to look at Lonnie or yeah. do you want to look at something else? Yeah. I'm not eye candy, let me tell you. Yeah, same, same goes for me. They're going to say, put that fucker right in the back. Uh, you know, <laughs> Lonnie, uh, you've seen Gene Simmons' band. I have. So, what, yeah. what, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I'm with, I mean, again, I'm like, like someone mentioned earlier, I'm a kiss zombie. Of course I'd go to that if it came, <laughs> if it came through. Um, 
It, it was actually a lot of fun seeing that because Gene doesn't just play the random or the, the I shouldn't say the random. He doesn't play the standard standards, his set list. You know, he he played Plaster Caster that night. He played, I think, Charisma. And um, mm-hmm. I think he played um, Almost Human that night, too. Just some some cool shit that, that you're not going to that you're not going to hear. You're not going to see. And. You know he he's he's if you're going to that Gene Gene's smart enough that he understands if you're going to go see the Gene Simmons solo band, you're not there for the, the the Kiss show. You're there because because you're you're pretty much a diehard if you're going to go see the Gene Simmons solo band in a theater. And I appreciate that 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 he rewards the fans who come up to see him with with those deeper cuts. So, um, for sure I'd go. I, I mean I think I think I'd go like. Ken said, you know, if it doesn't come, Ken said, if it doesn't come to Northern California, I'll go to Southern California to see it. And, um, you know, if Gene did something like that, you know, if it doesn't come here, I'd, I'd find a spot to go see it. Yeah. You do realize that now that Kiss is not a touring act for the time being or foreseeable future. (laughs) As far as we know. That that, that could possibly start changing the dynamic of what Gene performs because Gene may be in the mindset, well, people want to hear calling Dr. Love. People want to hear Deuce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Fucking damn right, Gene. I want to hear Deuce. Um, Mm -hmm. But but now it changes because you can't hear Kiss doing them live, but you can still hear the voices of Kiss, you know, or one of them doing it so that's my one concern about him going out on the road now is that he's going to be a gene simmons of kiss greatest hits machine and just play kind of the cookie cutter things that one Mm. expects from him um someone said ladies room and that'd be great yeah i wouldn't complain at that mark what, what about you um yeah i'd probably go see it i mean the band is the band that he usually has with him are great musicians and they do the music really well and those guys can also sing it well too so that's that's a very good uh lure to go and see a show like that uh but it's really funny because i remember when this first started coming up there was an initial uh post that i saw with somebody actually saying that eric singer and bruce were playing with him at first and then that quickly disappeared and then this new thing came up which is kind of odd because when i first saw like really they're gonna go out like those three I, i thought at first i was really Kind of that immediately piqued my interest. If it was going to be Bruce and Eric with him going on there with some other guitar player, that that I would go for sure because I, because Bruce, right? But even still, I'd probably go and see this. Uh, but but very valid point, Julian, about this whole dynamic now changing with Kiss now being no longer an active band anymore. Will he just go back to the Kiss standards? Hopefully not. I think Gene is a smart enough guy to realize that the the main allure i think of his touring act was the fact that he didn't play just those songs that he did do the you know songs that we never get to hear i mean throw in mr blackwell i mean we have when was the last time that was ever played live i mean that would be great to hear something like that you know even though i'm not a big elder fan but i mean just to hear him play that with a with a band of musicians that could do it probably really well i i i would go for sure if i knew that he was playing some deep stuff sure of course he's going to do Deuce, and he's going to do some of the ones that you expect for him that are signature Gene Simmons songs. But mm-hmm. I think that we'll still get some deeper cuts in there. Yeah, and, but I, I don't. I am not 
in the least bit going to be surprised if fans are also getting off on hearing him do I Love It Loud and War Machine yeah. again, just yeah, because sure. we love the songs. And now, again, it, it's the only, only way. Uh, yeah, good comments from the audience. Thank you all for joining us live today as well and for chiming in with your with your comments. You guys help make the live shows super fun, so we do appreciate you. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens and what happens for all of them. You know, Ace's album's coming out, 10,000 Volts is coming out next month. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be one band member with, you know, new music out there. He's hitting the road very shortly. Isn't he out in the Midwest next week i think um Mm -hmm. so i i I don't remember lonnie predictions for 2024 now that we've settled into the year slightly what do you what you look into your crystal ball what do you see as most likely happening rather than what you would most like to happen most likely happening. I, I most likely don't see the Kiss Acoustic Tour happening, although we all got a good laugh about it at the start of the show. Most likely, I think that's that's far-fetched. Could it happen? Sure. But I'm going to say, what do I most likely see happening? I most likely see some color vinyl reissues continue to happen. Um, I most likely see... Um, Maybe a, a Kiss Alive five of um, nice. Madison Square Garden come out, hmm. things like that. Would I again? I, I I can't even say I most likely see a deluxe box set of something coming out right now because I I can't say that right now because <laughs> we haven't gotten one in in over a year and. And and everybody whenever whenever I love being on Facebook and everybody, whenever somebody brings up that everybody just criticizes the person for asking whatever happened. I love, but don't you love that somebody brings it up on Facebook or something in a kiss script? They go, "Hey, whatever happened to the, um, off the soundboard or a box set?" And the guy just gets beat railed. Don't you know that? Bob? Like, oh my god, the guy can ask a fucking question for Christ's sake. <laughs> Kiss fans anyway. are like piranhas in more ways. Anyway, it's like, where have you been, man? Are, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> but but, yeah. what, but what I most likely see are more colored vinyls, maybe a, a, a DVD, Blu-ray type thing of the last fifty dates, you know, and a live five. I don't see a whole lot actually out, outside of that, to be perfectly honest. And maybe Gene does some dates in, in the states. I, I I think that could happen. Okay, go for Mr. Positivity there to Mark. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah, I, I see nothing. Of, no, no, I'm joking. Uh, I, I think what will probably happen, and this is just gut feeling, uh, I think they're going to they're gonna probably address and put to bed this whole uh, thing with their, their brand. I think that now that they're off the road and they're done, and they don't have to worry about touring and stuff like that. I think they're going to address some business matters at hand because one thing is for sure, for certain, touring was a large part of their income, as we all know. Now that that income is now dead in the water, you better believe Gene Simmons and Paul are going to be still looking for other ways to capitalize on receiving money more often again. So if there's one thing they're probably going to tackle is this business end of stuff. Will they continue to pursue that? Uh, will they get done, or will 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 it just mean what Lonnie was saying earlier? Will they now go full on 
and take the whole off the board thing more seriously? Will they take the reissues more seriously? Will they do a box set more seriously now that they have a lot more time to get involved in it because there's no more touring for them to do anymore? Or, you know, it's funny because there's, there's a guy here, just uh, Mizzy, Mizzy's BDGB, put Kiss the Musical. I mean, he put that there as, as, a, as a joke, but you never know what these guys, you know, maybe maybe they'll they'll try to do some, you know, live Broadway Kiss thing. I would never put it past them to do something like that. As long as Bob Ezrin's not involved, I'll be all in for it. But if he's involved with, with it musically, I'm out. But, you know, you never know because with these guys, they want to find new avenues of money and cash to come in. And when you're not a touring band anymore, you know, you have to be, you know, adventurous and try things. Uh, there you go. No, I was serious. So there you go. Maybe maybe he knows something we don't we don't know. But uh, who knows? They They have to I think they have to do something to continue to bring in some money. Doesn't have to be huge amounts, but just you know enough to keep the coffers kind of full, right? That's what I think is going to happen. Imagine waking up on December the fourth and you turn on your tap and twenty dollar bills no longer come out, only pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's, that's the Gene that, Simmons residence, right? That, that's kind of the the end of touring. Uh, just the visual that I get for these guys is all of a sudden a whole bunch of things that they were used to. Just oh, another six-figure check, I, and I have no idea how, how it all operates. I'm just making shit yeah. up, you know. Oh, it's raining. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wash and you know push myself in in Grant fifties today, um, and then it stops. You, you can just see Sophie. Pa, 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 pa. I'm hungry. I want some more. I want some more. <laughs> <laughs> the caviar is not fresh. <laughs> all right, Ken, your turn. She sounds like uh, that girl from uh, Willy Wonka, right? right. Anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, Gene Simmons. We know we pro- it's, pro- it's probably happening. Uh, so, do I need to predict it? No, um, I do. I do predict the box set this year. I think it because otherwise, I think it'd be a huge miss. Being you know the fiftieth anniversary, especially of the. First couple of albums hitting, you know, fifty years old. I, it just seems to me it would be a huge miss to not take advantage of that. The whole fifty, you know, it's fifty instead of doing a something smaller. <laughs> um, as far as Paul Stanley, maybe he maybe a Soul Station album, a number two. I think it's mm. possible because I know he was still interested in I think there was he I thought he wanted to do another one um, after the after the first one um, so maybe he will do that um, I think he can do that because he can sing in the falsetto uh, and you know songs that are in that high register he can do that uh, like he did a lot on his first album um, and maybe a, you know a Bruce Kulik uh, solo you know, possibly now that he has a lot of time uh, and maybe they'll do, or Eric Singer project, another ESP thing would be cool. Um, so those are some things I thought, I think that could happen uh, this year. Okay. <laughs> what I, I could, what could happen versus what I really wish I have to 
go now and play by the rules I laid out for Lonnie. Damn it. Um, I, th- I think the the, uh, the colored vinyl and just bullshit, you know, merch is most likely. Um, I don't yeah. see Paul Stanley any sort of album. Um, he started doing his Wentworth art stuff again. So I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes more, comes back into focus for him that we see something like a publication, an art book by Paul Stanley, because he's already done the lifestyle book and he, he doesn't seem to be cooking as much at the moment. Well, I don't I know. Think, he's posting pictures. Is he cook, cooking and or art as, as strong possibilities for, for Paul in terms of print and mm. limited edition stuff that can just be serviced at a high dollar amount. Here's a signed art book of, you know, Paul's favorite prints and little single paragraphs about the inspiration next to them. A couple of cooking tips, um, you know, and, and boom, <laughs> you, you've got a coffee table book. Um, but other than that, I, I really don't see, I, I just don't see much happening. Um, I, I, it just doesn't feel like there's any, there's no traction. Yeah. Because I want to be wrong, Lonnie. (laughs) I want to have all your ideas and dreams come true so that I'm wrong and I can be happy as a result. It's pure selfishness. You know, maybe here's one cooking meatballs. Maybe you're going to see Paul Stanley's recipes in Costco or (laughs) whatever your favorite store is. You know, Paul Stanley's frozen pizzas. Why not? (laughs) Frozen pizzas. It's frozen Brussels sprouts. Get them at Walmart. Five minutes. In the shape of a star. (laughs) That's a good idea. That's a good idea, Lonnie. Oh, yeah. I'm just Shaped in the star. That'd be awesome. People would buy that. Quick trademark it. There you go. Star. There you go. All right. Paul Stanley, <laughs> since we're talking about the Star Child, yes. um, he uh, did an interview with Ultimate Classic Rock, and this just uh, dropped this afternoon. And he's suggesting that KISS fans, you guys, mm-hmm. you as well, um, <laughs> got the wrong impression initially about the avatars. And I'm just going to go to Ultimate <laughs> Classic Rock. Uh, we got it wrong. We Paul got it was wrong. right. Paul they was didn't right. present it right, maybe. Well, right. We well, now let, let Julian say what he's going to say yeah. first. Yeah. Back, back it up, Ken. All Easy there, Ringo. Yeah. All right. So one, th- one thing that's interesting is people, I think, perhaps even understandably, got the wrong impression initially of the avatars, the star child tells Ultimate Classic Rock. Because at the garden shows, we wanted to give people a glimpse of some of the things or one of the things that's to come, but the avatars are really in their infancy. In other words, they're half-baked and weren't ready to go. Uh, They're far from where they'll end up in terms of look and purpose, so they don't look good either. Um, The purpose, ultimately, is not that we're being replaced by flying avatars. It's just another way of diversifying what KISS is. I can actually say I agree with the last sentence. Um, But apart from that, it was, this is the biggest show of your career, ending it. And it was all a setup for something that we misinterpreted. Hmm. Rather than being half-baked, not ready to go, jammed down our throats, reading the room and the mood wrong. But it was us that got it wrong. I got to go to Mark first on this. I'll, I, I think that the, look at let's put it this way: if if people's reaction weren't so wasn't weren't so poor to it, mm-hmm. they would never he would never have put this out. 
this whole thing. Because if everybody said, wow, that was awesome and fantastic, then no, they wouldn't have said nothing. They'd just be like, that's right. It looks awesome. There's more to come. See you in 2025 or whatever, and then that's it. But since people were all writing around, writing around the net saying that they didn't like it and what the hell is this and it doesn't look right and Paul looks weird or whatever on it, then of course they have, they have to go down to damage control. That that's what they're that's what this is all just damage control. They're like, it, because who knows? They could have they could have told the guys, all right, guys, we got it all done. You're ready to show. Because think about it. Do you think Kiss? Now I got to think about this hard myself. But do you really think that Kiss would go out there? And present something like that if they knew it wasn't done properly. I don't think that they're. I, I would like to think that they're not the kind of people that would go and show something half baked to an audience at the, that important the show. But Psycho this is Kiss we're talking about, right? That this is Kiss we're talking about. So maybe they did go in with that sort of thing. Maybe we can pull a fast one on them and just you know let them see it. They're sure they'll believe it. That'll get better down the line, you know. But I think that was a mistake to do to, to think of it that way because. You could. What's that saying? You only have one chance to make a first impression. Mm. So, and mm. if that was the first impression, it wasn't made very well with with the people, you know. And if the, and it, listen, you have to come clean. Either that was as good as they could do it, and that's why you showed it to us, or you know, just admit that you know it was, you were you weren't fully ready with it yet, but you wanted to just show us something anyways. Because I get the feeling that this was. They thought that it was good, and that's why they showed it. Maybe now they just have to put it into more, you know, they have to up the up the ante a bit, make it a bit better for the people that don't don't think that it looks good, which is the majority of this, you know. We're delusional. No, we're not delusional. We're trying to be rational and doing <laughs> what is. We, we are delusional. We're all going to the acoustic tour. Uh, even even Mark. So yeah, okay, we're delusional. I'm good with that. Yes, Lonnie. First impressions you only get to make once. You know, I I, I think it's crazy that that that's the story. That's what we're going with is that well, they weren't ready. They, you know, people, people you know, we're, we're just showing people what, what what what's to come. But you chose, you chose. It's not how my. It's not about my reaction. You chose to that we're gonna fade off into the smoke. And when the smoke fades away, the avatar, this 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 commercial for avatars are going to come out. You chose for that to be the way you exit the stage for the final time. It's not the way I interpret it. It's how you chose to go off. So much so that two minutes after they're off stage and they're interviewing Gene backstage and people are congratulating him. Gene just off the cuff goes to somebody. Oh, did you see the avatar? Did you see the commercial? Like he was so proud of it. He wanted to make sure that the people walking by him saw that. If you go watch the pay-per-view, he talks, he says that. Oh, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see yeah. the, the avatar? No, they were really proud of it. And because they got backlash, it's my fault that I and I misinterpreted it. But you yeah. chose to go out, like Julian said, you chose to go out after your biggest and last show. That's how you chose to, to move on. You 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 could have gone off. You could have gone out any other way. You just could have gone off a bang and a cloud of dust and nothing. And I think we all would just sort of breathe, exhaled, and say, "It's finished. That's it." But no, you chose to go out that way. It's not the way I interpret it. It's how you presented it. Yeah, and and again, it's it's why is that interpretation so broadly 
kind of agreed on. I mean, Kiss fans don't agree on shit, but every, you know, everyone <laughs> else agree on that. It is a very small minority, and there are some people who thought it was awesome. There are some people who thought it was the greatest thing. It was like having the noose from the hangman loosened around their necks, that there was still hope for something from Kiss in the future. I get that side of things. I get that side of, uh, that, that side of devotion and all that. But for the vast majority of people, in, I guess in my circles, we were all of the same mind as, what the fuck? And now Paul has basically come out and said, yeah, it was half-baked. It wasn't ready to go. It wasn't very good. It's pretty shitty. We're starting from a very low bar here, but it's going to get better. Yeah, with a little bit of medicine, it'll be walking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God. Yeah, I I did not misinterpret um Gina had a bigger head than the other guys. Uh, Tommy looked good on, on the avatar. Paul, I don't know what that was, looked sad. Um, and the, the Eric Carr, or not Eric Carr, Eric Singer, sorry, <laughs> or Peter Chris, kind of, that would look like a mix of the two. Um, it just, it, it looked something, it was presented. And, it was unfinished work. It wasn't even finished. It's like a demo, right? As a music demo. It's not finished. It's it's just there. It's not its final, you know, good uh, finished product. Uh, the other thing is I would have rather them had, have had the smoke come out and then four live guys on stage as a kiss 2.0. I think that would have been actually more exciting to me than these avatars just have four guys like, Hey, well, this is it. This is the, these are the guys. And I was like, well, I wonder who that guy is. Who did they get? Who did, you know, it'd be a mystery kind of thing. Um, that would have been more exciting than what they did. Um, the, the other thing is if they did the avatars, they should have, again, waited until they had a good, solid, finished product, uh, you know, closer to final. And I would have rather them, instead of, why, why are you using current aging KISS and not using the classic KISS? I think that would have been, been more exciting if they could have represented the original lineup and when they looked like when they were younger in, like, classic maybe uh outfits you know costumes well, and stuff like that because then we're going to use ace and peter's likeness and we don't want to do that yeah <laughs> well, they could, yeah they can't, I, they can't do that legally because of their face likeness so that, right that's why you get the Ace. unless they pay them 1975 they can they can use the makeup but they don't want to pay they, them but they cannot use go. the likeness and that's so. that's the the problem with this whole thing is Will they even attempt to do something like that uh, as a as a as a you know touring band show avatar thing? They can't even use their likeness at all. It's like, well, well shoot, you know that's what I want to see. I want to see the originals. Um, I mean, I like to see all different eras, but I'd like to see definitely have the originals or and have something in the you know Eric Carr at some point and. Whatever. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's a good idea. You yeah. know, just thinking more and more about it. Yeah, that Gene Simmons avatar looked like it's ready to sing Back to the Stone Age. 
I mean, it was very Neanderthal looking. Um, but like someone said, you know, in in the comments, you know, it the tech is just so bad. I was watching Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. Sue me. I was flying back from England. It was on the on the <laughs> yeah, airplane. Um, yeah, and I thought the the graphics, the CGI to to youth and Harrison Th- Ford in that were fantastic. They were actually far more believable than people oh, yeah. pushing in the uh, those dreadful <laughs> Star Wars pieces yeah. of trash. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously, they had a, li- a, a the living guy to to work with from that for a framework so it can be mm-hmm. done it can be it done can to be. make them look younger because dial of destiny shows me that the technology is able to do it seamlessly for my eyes now mm-hmm. opinions are going to vary on that obviously yeah i agree um and there's no no one thing for everyone let's move on to you mentioned eric carr incorrectly ken but it's a nice segue well, that, you know. to martin popoff's Top 20 bands that were improved by new drummers. And Martin, uh, obviously Martin's a monster. He included Eric Carr at number four in his Mm -hmm. ranking. And yeah, sure, it's just another fucking list. But it's one that Kiss is mentioned in and Eric Carr is mentioned in. So it is fantastic. But I want to ask you guys, if Martin was going to do the top 20 lead guitarists, in, uh, bands improved by the lead guitarist being changed. Would you include Vinnie Vincent for $200 in that ranking as someone who came in and replaced a lead guitarist and was one of the top 20 bestest guys to ever do that? Lonnie's thinking furiously. How do I say no sure. politely? Hmm. <laughs> or not politely. <laughs> In all caps. Uh, save that for Mark. <laughs> so who are we going for, Lonnie or me? Lonnie. Okay. I. Well, how how many band? Okay. Well, I I guess you got to think. Well, how many bands have changed lead guitarists? I mean, a lot of times a band a changes. I mean, I, I I I can't put Guns and Roses up there with replacing Slash with Buckethead. So, so that one's out. Um, you know, like I, I guess solo Ozzy changed mm-hmm. lead guitarist multiple times. Yeah, but it went Randy to Brad, so it didn't go to Jake. So you're not really yeah. yeah and then Brad it went from, from Jake to to Zach. Zach. It, it, Ozzy's had a lot of good lead guitarists. Um, I got an answer. I, 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 the top twenty. Maybe eighteen or nineteen or twenty. Maybe <laughs> I wouldn't say, but I mean, he, he. But I guess from a songwriting perspective, though, it, you know, Vinny came in and you know and and presented material and that and gave them hits that they still play to today. So I mean, that has to be that you know you have to weigh that in also. So so I, I think maybe I'm gonna say yes because he did provide a lot of material, kind of gave them a shot in the arm creativity wise i mean look what they were putting out before they brought benny vincent in for the creature sessions with with the elder and with and with unmasked and they're kind of sputtering a little bit so you know what no i'm gonna say yes top 20 i'm not gonna say high 20s but top 20 i mean it's very difficult to think of you know kind of 19 other bands to apply that equation to i I was just thinking of one but i've already forgotten it um mark 
Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think Vinny definitely did. I mean, as much as we belittle him on here or, or say bad things about it, I mean, the the thing is when he was on record with them, like for creatures and for mainly Lick It Up, obviously, where he's like 90% writer of those songs. I mean, of all those songs. I mean, I, I think that he definitely did add something to it that they were in sore need of. I mean, because let's put it this way. We all know Ace is very much a sound of the 70s kiss, and he has a very blues pentatonic way of playing solos and has a certain feel to it. But we were in the 80s then, and the 80s had shown us a great change in guitar playing at that point. And Ace's playing was looked at as sort of relic-y, dinosaur-y at that point, whereas Vinnie Vincent was very much on the cusp or on had the finger on the pulse of what was cool and happening at that time and that's why it, it fit and it worked with them and when when and even when he was gone they discontinued to look for players in that similar vein mark st john bruce kulik they were all people who could do that style of guitar playing and it became a part of the sound that they continued on with so yeah i think as no matter what we think of Vinny now and what he's done he definitely did do something very important at that time Nice. Yeah. Very very rational as well. All right, Ken, you've got an answer. No, I, let us really. have it. <laughs> not really. No, I was going to say, you know, Ace came back in 96. So anyway, no, um, <laughs> he, he came back as a replacement for Bruce, but uh, yeah, he, didn't, he didn't improve on Bruce. He just turned no, he didn't improve on Bruce. That's true. Yeah, and I don't think anyone improved on, on Ace either. Uh, you know, Vinny is just a different animal, so to speak. <laughs> um, and but I think it was a it was a, the right guitarist at the right time, um, especially with his you know his playing was yeah the the latest style and that sort of thing like Mark said, but his songwriting was a the gr- other part of you know Vinny that really improved as when he co- co-wrote with Paul or Gene, um, those songs really, you know, they came out really, really good. So I think, I don't know if I'd put, make that, like Lonnie said, you know, top 10, maybe top 15 to 20, like he said, because there's a lot of guitarists that have been replaced <laughs> in a lot of bands uh, over over the years. Yeah, I think the sentiment was original bands that had made a mark rather than, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you get bands like Iron Maiden. Well, I can only think of Dennis Stratton to Adrian Smith and Adrian, I think, to Yannick. Um, mm. But I, I can't remember what the sequence is in Maiden because they've had like 800 members in the club days. Um, you know, whether that was a- kind of the established, I know that was because uh, Dennis toured in 1980, obviously, and then Adrian comes in, and that's a definite improvement. But there was nothing wrong with Dennis. Whitesnake, think of some of those guitarists. Um, there was a real good one from the Opal Archive, Pink Floyd. David Gilmour for Sid Barrett. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Because yeah. both yeah. were brilliant. I mean, I think Sid is probably stronger in the songwriting department, but David fucking Gilmore and that guitar playing, that is some sweet fucking tone, that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His solos. And again, he, he's done a lot mm-hmm. of the writing. I'm, I'm sure Roger Waters would disagree. But uh, 
he disagrees with everything. Um, yeah, so I, I think Vinny would make the list just because yeah. he comes in with a completely different dynamic, replacing such a visually uh, important and and sonically. I, I mean, think of the signature sound of Kiss is replaced. And yeah. what they do for the two albums that he's in, or two and a half albums that he's involved in, really would put him on the list. I don't think you'd get as high as Eric Carr did, though, at number four, because no. I think he just no. got a little bit too much baggage that would just keep knocking him down, you know. But I, I think he would get a shout. Um, talking about Ace, yeah. ah, Ace is doing the PR rounds for 10,000 volts and all sorts of interesting things are coming out he mm-hmm. owes the irs money and can't get his passport renewed therefore he cannot tour internationally which is why he hasn't been over the pond apart from the cost in europe are now horrendous um with inflation for touring musicians but what do you think about Ace's PR strategy? Do you think he's going a little bit too far, especially now with some of the digs um, towards Paul Stanley? Or is it fair since, you know, Paul has obviously called Ace and Peter piss? Piss. But now Ace is firing back with stuff like, I can, I can still sing, I can play rings around <laughs> Paul, uh, but I can't tour Europe because I owe the taxman. <laughs> Um, Ken, start with you on that. Yeah, well, you know, it's he hasn't done any PR in the past, and maybe there's it's a good there's a reason he hasn't done a lot of PR, um, you know, on previous albums. But uh, I don't know. I think it's it's you know we're used to what you know the stuff that happens and what they say these little digs that come out. Um, yeah, he can sing better than Paul now. Uh, but not not much better than Paul now, maybe. Uh, but uh, definitely not in the past. You know, when Paul's voice was in you know uh, fine form back in the day. Um, so that's can't can't put that up against him. Um, and the the other thing about you know I I don't know if he should say mentioning mention his tax problems. I don't know how that helps you know that's why he needs to sell more albums maybe uh, uh to make up for i guess that what two hundred thousand that he said that he needs to come up with to pay back uh, <laughs> the irs um and that's one of the reasons i guess maybe they're gonna try to say well i can pay back because if i get this tour in europe I'll make a bunch of money there. I will pay it back. Could have paid you. it back by showing up in Madison <laughs> Square Garden. Yeah. Would they Jeez, go offer him two thousand? Did they offer him two thousand two hundred thousand dollars? I think they, uh, I think they offered him a quarter mil. I'm not sure. I'd have to. He could have done probably a, a bunch of meet and greets in the next I mean, door the or something. Would get the cut first and, and made a bunch of money. He could have done a bunch of meet meet and greets and sold a bunch of guitars, signed guitars, and up priced them to like you know, whatever fifteen thousand dollars, and made a whole bunch of money there while Kiss was playing, you know, next door, and uh, he he wouldn't have to worry about taxes. Could have anymore. stood outside Madison Square Garden no, with a guitar no, case no, open, no. playing the solo. Garden's playing so. No, 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 no. You guys are all getting this wrong. Okay. <laughs> Then tell, tell us why this, we're wrong. Go ahead. You're wrong because Ace really has a problem. 
Ace Freely has no concept of money and what it's worth and what what to do with money. Here's a guy who's been in financial trouble how many times now in his career? While he was with Kiss, when he was out of Kiss, when he came back to Kiss, now he's out of Kiss. This guy has no fucking clue. I mean, even in his own videos that he had back when he had that, you know, that that what, Rock Soldier magazine thing that he did, the video thing, they yeah, were showing sure. some of these things. They were talking. He was constantly looking for cash. I need money for my computer. Ah, I need you know this. I need that. The guy had no fucking money anytime. And he and he's an openly admitted that he has a, he's a gambler. The guy goes to Vegas. The guy has two hundred thousand dollars in debt, and he admits on national radio that he goes and plays the tables all the time. That's smart. That's exactly what the IRS wants to hear. That you're going there and spending your fucking money. You know. <laughs> What an idiot, you know, I mean, and, and you're telling me now that that he, you know, going to play a tour in Europe is going to solve it. No, it's not, because even if he got the money, he'd fucking blow it again. You know, he, he, that's how he is. And, and, and it's all going to be the same thing. Oh, it's just ace. Ah, it's just ace. You know, what a guy, you know, OK, great. But, he, you know, he's going to go behind bars one of these days because if he doesn't pay his fucking taxes. Then that's the end of that. And, you know, they said that he's lost his fucking house or it's going up for sale already now. Like, this is serious stuff where we're all laughing here about it. But he's, you know, there's something, there must be something wrong up here with him if he hasn't learned already by fucking three, four times that this has happened. That, you know, he's, it's his fault. It's not nobody else's but his. It's always the same with rock stars, they live in a bubble for the most part. Very few of them are the brilliant businessmen. They present themselves to be. They are simply selling their names and slapping that shit on stuff as advertising. They're not the people who come up with the ideas. They're not the creative forces in most ideas who develop them. That you know, I'm working on Aerosmith Volume Two and finishing writing the Nine Lives chapter, which of course has them firing their manager who resuscitated their fucking lives and their careers, Tim mm-hmm. Collins. And you know, there are some quotes in there. You know, Steven Tyler spending thirty eight thousand dollars the day before a meeting on clothing, and Tim warning him that he was going to go bankrupt if he again if he didn't you know modify his spending habits how many times have we heard that from these people who make a lot of money in a very short time but just have zero sense when it comes to that and surround themselves with people who are basically um i don't want to say leeches because they 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 just can help consume the money at a far, far faster burn rate than otherwise so you know, tax problems. I, I don't think you, you do interviews and just turn that into a laughing matter. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that he's done PR-wise are a little cringeworthy. I want to hear about the guitar solos. I want to hear about working with Steve Brown and why this album is different than other albums. I don't want to see him grocery shopping and looking at cucumbers. Um, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, most, most musicians... And, you know, and, and I'll throw athletes into this as yeah. well. I mean, how many times do you see athletes that make a huge amount of money in a small amount of time and, and are broke shortly thereafter? You know, musicians and athletes don't come into this, don't come into this huge amount of money because they're financial wizards. They came into this money because they have a, they have a talent, whether it's music, whether it's sports, whatever. And to, to what Julian said, you know, they, they surround themselves by a lot of them surround themselves by people who 
who think they have their best interests at heart, but they don't. And they think mm-hmm. the gravy train will never stop. I mean, ath- athletes are very guilty of this, thinking that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make this kind of money forever and, and musicians the same way. Um, and, and you see it time and time again, and it's not just Ace Frehley. I mean, there's, there's plenty of, Oh yeah, Musician, there are plenty of musicians who were yes. very successful 20, 30 years ago who have none of that money left. And you know, like I said, it's not because they they came they didn't earn this money because they you know were were financially savvy and and made these smart moves. They had a God given talent and and were successful be, because of it. But you know I you know eight but it's I still laugh at it because Ace is I don't I don't know what his exact age is, but he's. He is who he is at this point in his life, though. Too. I mean, he's not going to change. But so. come on, Lonnie, you're you're a smart guy, and I know that you're referring to That's sports. Pe- well, but I know that you're referring to sports people because you know you talk about like football players and basketball players. They make huge money, some get huge contracts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think at this point, most football football players are probably realize that what you probably got five, seven years tops before That's maybe you're good. too hurt to if continue to play. That's yeah. pretty good. So you probably have to, you know, you you probably have to be a bit wiser with your money now. I think that's kind of a probably a known thinking, right? Of course, and there are people that probably still will blow it. And, uh, anyways, like you said, there's some people just don't learn from their mistakes, right? But I think that there's also a kind of logic in it now when you come up to kind of watch your money now. Even even now, when I hear when I read stories of a musician saying that you know they made a big mistake back in let's say the nineties, they lost a bunch of money, but now when they came back, management got them back on track, they, and they didn't make the same mistake again. They 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 went down, they 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 trimmed some of the fat out of their spending and stuff like that, and now they're okay. They're not maybe like millionaires, but they have enough cash to go through. But it just seems like Ace doesn't learn from those mistakes, you know. I'm not making excuses for him or anything like that. I, no, I, I, I know. You know what I mean. I, there's there's just a there's a lot of guys out there, and it's not just and it, it, there's just there's just a lot of people out there in general, not just musicians or athletes. They just don't know the first thing about what what to do with any kind of money that's in their pocket. This yeah. is the United States of America, where uh, the vast majority of people live on credit cards with high balances. It is an, it is known fact. I'm not even going to insult you by telling you to do your own research. The debt load in America is absolutely insane compared with many other parts of the world. So irresponsible spending <laughs> exists at the bottom and the top. USA. And no, no one's going to teach anyone else fiscal responsibility. Not it, you know. Everyone gets a cut out of Ace. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets a cut out of him. Everyone owns a piece of his ass. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just hope he stays healthy and stays out on the road and gets all that shit sorted out because I know the European fans will love to see him. And that's the that's the bottom line for mm-hmm. what I give a shit about. Want him to be healthy, happy. Guy is in his 70s. And he says, mm-hmm. you know, people around him need to get him the financial advice that he needs. Yeah. Um, if, he, if he's yeah. got that sort of tax bill, he needs professional help. Oh, and I yeah. don't mean that. I don't mean that nastily. So now Julian, just really quickly before we go to the next thing, remember that time when three sides did that uh, special where they went to Ace's house and they showed that guy who helped him sell some of his guitars. And he had that trailer in his yard there and stuff like that. And they, when they sold all those things to help him get rid of a huge, tax bill or something even back then that was like 2000 wasn't it 2001 or something like that remember when three sides did a special on that we had that guy i don't think three sides has been around since 2001 they are well, no 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 i'm saying that they, they, they talked to the guy who helped 
Ace at that or time. He had a, he had some, yeah, remember he had that tractor trailers thing in his backyard. Right. Remember, and he had all Sounds this stuff. Kind of familiar. Yeah, they, they did an episode on that, and, mm. and that's what I'm saying. Even back then, he had a huge, major tax thing, major financial issue where they had to help him sell tons of guitars, memorabilia, costumes, everything like that. And that was back then. Again, you see what I mean? Like that's that's just the thing that bothers me about it. He went through a really big situation like that already back then, and he's back in it again. I mean, I don't know. I, I even think sometimes that if he went back to Kiss and they gave him like a guaranteed $3 million a year to come back to play with them, he would still find a way to get in trouble somehow. I think they probably used uh, his financial issues against him. It's not like they wouldn't sure. know. So it becomes a bargaining chip or a tool. Um, let, let's end on, I hope Mark returns, on... <laughs> Just a single thought. Lonnie, what are you going to miss the most about Kiss being gone? And that's assuming for now that Kiss really is gone. Assuming there is no acoustic tour. Um, <laughs> what, what am I going to miss the most? I'm going to miss the the anticipation. Of, I'm going I, I, I'm, I'm to miss the anticipation and the lead up of going to a show. I'm going to miss getting up in the morning and checking set lists on my phone at the start of the tour because God knows after three or four shows, you're like, okay, this is, this is what it is. But I think, you know, I, I but I, I miss the, the excitement of around a, a tour starting. I miss the excitement around going to a tour. Um, I miss, I'm, but I'm going to, and I'm going to miss the camaraderie that exists between like me and my brother going to a show together and experiencing that together, I think more than more than anything else, um, and just just the camaraderie that exists amongst the Kiss Army, you know. And I I hope that there there's expos and things like that in the future that 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 we can come together and and celebrate the band. But there's something different about about seeing the band live, though. I like this. We're ending on a kumbaya note. Mark, what are you going to miss the most about Kiss allegedly being gone? Well, I think a lot of the stuff that Lonnie hit on is is true for me, too. I mean, you know, those mornings where you would get up and check your phone and see what's going on. Oh, they started a tour. What did they play last night in Europe or whatever? And Or, you know, the, the, that certain part, it's mainly based around the live aspect, right? Because that that was the thing that you didn't know what to expect or if they're going to do a new stage set or a new, you know, new costumes or something. That's the thing that I always kind of found great enjoyment with. And we always talked about those things on the podcast here. Now, of course, there's still going to be things to talk about. I'm sure if, if Julian, if Julian and, and Ken and these guys are right about, you know, what's going to be coming down the line, you know, hopefully there'll be a box set or something. We'll still have stuff to talk about. And I'm sure that individually, these guys will still do stuff out there. That'll make us have something to talk about. Look at Gene already. He's going to be touring in the new year. So there'll be stuff to talk about, right? Yep, indeed. All right, Ken, what are you going to miss? <laughs> and don't, of... don't say nothing at all because I'm still really enjoying the ride. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Um, that's, it's very similar to, you know, like Lonnie and Mark, you know, the, the live stuff. Uh, being able to, you know, think, you know, well, they're going to go on tour again and here's another chance to, you know, get a chance to see them live, which is 
just always a great experience, you know, with the crowd and the, the whole show and everything. And, you know, whether I go with, if, you know, Julian or, or someone else, you know, it's, it's always a great time to experience with other people. Um, as far as the rest of it, the, the missing, I, I'll miss it if they stop doing something, you know, completely, if they completely just cut everything off, which I, I don't think they're going to do that because, you know, they need to keep the uh, money coming in, <laughs> even though they, I'm sure they have plenty. Um, but to keep it keep it coming in while they can, I guess uh, that's where I'm hoping for these other releases or you know surprise us with something else uh, different that we haven't even thought of that they might avatars do <laughs> except for that's avatars. a good idea. that's a good idea <laughs> except for yeah that, what kind of surprise is that though um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah something cleaned you know up avatars <laughs> cleaned up fixed yeah well. Finished uh, and approved avatars, not you know. Ha- don't misinterpret. Half baked. Come on. I don't want half baked avatars. <laughs> um, you know, it's like a half baked pizza. Paul, come on, you know, half baked pizza. Half-baked Why would you do a half baked avatar? He doesn't half bake his. He double bakes them. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, basically, mostly about the live stuff and uh, being able to see them. Um, you know. I think that's that's pretty much it for me as well. The live stuff. Do you know what? Logging into Polestar just isn't the same now that the final, you know, dates. Oh. Have been re- they just mm. reported on the final three shows from the last fifty, and I was like, "Yes, we've got them all now." I was like, "Oh shit, now we've got them all." What the fuck do I do in my life? <laughs> there's no, there's no more dots to count. Damn it, Nibbler! Damn it! Um, <laughs> You know, but everything around the shows, whether or not I was interested, but yeah, checking the set list, validating the set list, going through the video on YouTube from a show, you know, night after night, just to make sure it matched up and all, and all that, you know, that that is a hard thing to let go of. And it's not the same, never will be with a tribute band, because I go in, see a tribute band, I consume it, I enjoy it, I leave, I don't write the set list down to see if it's the same as the last time they played. I don't mm. care if the makeup's a little bit different. And, you know, all those little things have kept fans entertained for a long time. So... I, I, I miss that. And as Ken said, the people side of that as well, you know, getting together with friends at shows. I miss that in at Madison Square Garden. You know, mm. I was seated on my own. I bought my ticket on my own. So I had no control over the people who were around me. And I didn't know any of the people who were around me. And it made for a completely different dynamic from say Oakland. And I'm going to miss those opportunities to, you know, get a block of tickets and be with friends all going crazy at the same time. Um, it really does make a difference. What about all you out there? I want to thank everyone who's taken the opportunity to join us today for this live episode. You guys have tuned in with a whole ton of comments, which have been really Mm -hmm. cool and uh, really contributed to the show. So thank you for taking the time to share your thoughts with us as well as we've gone along, but we're not, we're out of time. So that's it for this week. I have no idea what next week is. We play these week to week now, and if we do them, we do them. And if, we don't feel it, we won't. So for now, from Mark, from Ken, from Lonnie, myself, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again. Misinterpreted by ass. <laughs>